0: Welcome to a new episode of the quarantine podcast i am diego gallegos and this is episode 27 of the quarantine podcast i want to thank you guys for all of your support on the episodes recently it has been fantastic and today we'll be exploring the recent trade rumors and drama in utah between the utah jazz and donovan mitchell just real quick i want to let you guys know that The podcast does have an Instagram account, the Quarantine Podcast Instagram. Go ahead and follow that just to be up to date uh, with what times episodes will be uploading. I'm going to be looking to upload about every two to three days depending on the news that begins to come out and how much I can analyze it in a short period of time. But without further ado, let's get into this. I want you to... Put yourself into the shoes of the Utah Jazz this morning. I've said this before on this show. Patience is underrated when it comes to offseason, making moves, free agent signings. But uncertainty and complacency kill. The Utah Jazz have been uncertain and complacent with Donovan Mitchell rather than patient. So just put your shoes for a second. You're making it clear that Donovan Mitchell is on the block, that you're looking to move him, that you want assets for him. So far in New York, MIM you are interested. Everyone else has moved. Everyone else is in their spot. Everyone else has basically what they're looking at as their 13, 14-man man roster to be ready to start in September. And the Utah Jazz now sit with a disgruntled star who they have really preached over the past few days that they don't have any confidence in anymore. Imagine being Donovan Mitchell for a second and hearing just the uncertainty that the franchise has had with them over the past couple of weeks. They just traded his co-star, his big man, for a trade that many franchises would do for the value that they got. And they made it clear to him a few weeks ago that they are still looking to build the team around him. And now they are making it clear that they want to move him. How would you feel about that? And now, because of that uncertainty, they might have to wait till october possibly even january midway through the season all-star break to trade donovan mitchell they're gonna have to get through half of a season with a unconfident donovan mitchell who really shouldn't have any confidence in himself if his team doesn't even have any confidence in himself uncertainty kills basketball teams have you ever wondered have you seen why the Warriors have been so dominant over the past couple of years? It's because they are not only patient, but they are driven and they are focused to get what they need to get done. The year that they lost Kevin Durant, two or three years ago, they looked at it and they said, okay, we're a worse team, but we need another asset. It doesn't mean we're going to keep all the assets that we have, but we need to gather an asset to continue to give us options. So they went out and they traded for D'Angelo Russell. Did D'Angelo Russell work out on the actual Warriors squad? No. But then a year later, they flipped the asset. They turned it into Andrew Wiggins, a guy who was a huge veteran contributor to this year's championship team. And a team that was that is definitely worse talent-wise than they were with Kevin Durant two or three years ago is still on top of the sport because they continue to wave away the uncertainty and the laziness and the complacency. And they continue to get assets, use their assets, flip their assets, remove their assets. They continue to move. Franchises like the Warriors continue to dominate because they are smart and they are driven to continue to improve their team every single day. And if you're the Jazz, you should have been the same way. You just traded Rudy Gobert. You are looking for a new head coach. You have a new general manager. You're looking to pitch a new culture in Utah. It's obvious that the Gobert-Mitchell teams were not working. Otherwise, they would have made it to at least the Western Conference Finals. But now you traded away your best center. You got a new general manager. You got a new head coach. And now you've pitched to Donovan Mitchell that you virtually have no confidence in him being able to have a team built around him. I would want out. Now, luckily for them, there are still a few options for them. There are still things that they are obviously talking about. They have been in trade talks. They have been targeting certain players. But it's very few and in between. There's not many teams left that can really make a move right now. There's a lot of restrictions to this. So I went ahead, and I did some digging, and I looked at a couple of articles, and I did some trade machines, and I looked at and put together five possible locations that the Jazz could possibly pitch Donovan Mitchell to. Now, admittedly, some teams fit better than others. There's going to be some trades where you're going to see less value, maybe more value given than it should be. And that's okay, because right now, this is the position that the Utah Jazz are in. They have two possibly for sure teams that they can trade them to, and then the rest are question marks for whatever else they can get. But these are five teams that I personally see that can give the Jazz the most value and a trade that simply makes sense fit-wise for both teams. Now, I want to put two things out there before I get to the our five teams and begin to go through the trade packages. Number one, the Rudy Gobert trade could make this trade impossible at this moment in time. Donovan Mitchell is a more talented player than Rudy Gobert. There's no disputing that. And the fact that the Utah Jazz set such a huge price tag, well, Minnesota Timberwolves really set a huge price tag by trading four first rounders for Gobert. The Jazz could be asking for a lot more than what I'm pitching and it could possibly drag some teams away, make teams more uninterested. Number two, and this is towards this more specific team. A lot of the teams that I have here, if they trade for Donovan Mitchell, it's likely that they are out of the Kevin Durant lottery sweepstakes. It's likely that they won't be able to target Kevin Durant for a trade unless they want to wait through midway through the season and trade Donovan Mitchell for Kevin Durant then. So at this moment, I just want you to see teams like Miami, teams like Portland, for example. If they trade for Donovan Mitchell, likely they're not going to end up with Kevin Durant, and likely they're not going to be able to pitch any other package for a huge star. Just keep that in mind for how these teams are thinking about this, their tactics, what where they're going with this. All right. So quickly, let's just get into the teams and the reasoning behind it. First team, the San Antonio Spurs. I don't think that this needs too much explaining. I actually think that the Spurs are a very underrated team um, in terms of a team that could possibly go out and pitch assets for a star player like Donovan Mitchell. They just traded away DeJounte Murray. So it's clear that they don't have any type of consensus cornerstone star to build around so they could possibly pitch a trade for donovan mitchell and begin building a team around them because they are so fresh because they have so many young prospects that they can begin to really mold this team and pick a direction where they want to go with donovan mitchell next reason with the spurs is they have a lot of young assets they have a lot of young guys they have a lot of rookies they have a lot of guys with high potential. Joshua Primo, Jakob Pertl, Keldon Johnson, who just signed a big deal today. They have draft assets. They can pitch young assets to the Jazz who, if they trade Donovan Mitchell, are going to be in a real rebuilding mode and are going to be looking for high potential players. Second team, Miami Heat. Now, this was the second most Confident and, and betting-wise favorite team to possibly go out and get Donovan Mitchell. It's obvious that they are looking to get over the hump in the East. They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. They were just one game away from making it to the NBA Finals. I don't think they win the NBA Finals if they make it, but if you trade for Donovan Mitchell, it's that's a beast of a team. Kyle Lowry being your fourth player, that's not a bad, bad position to have. You'd have a big three of Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Donovan Mitchell, and then you'd have Kyle Lowry as your fourth best player and still have smart veterans, such as PJ Tucker to help carry the team. Now for them, value-wise, they might be giving up a lot more. They might be giving up players who have much more promise than say someone like the Spurs have trading away Joshua Primo and Keldon Johnson. They're probably gonna have to give away Tyler Hero in the deal. And they're probably still gonna have to give multiple draft picks. They're probably going to have to add more value into the deal than the Spurs are. But they're not rebuilding. They're contending. So these picks obviously aren't going to hold much value to the Heat in the next two or three years. And it's clear to me that they are running out of time with trying to win a championship with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo in Miami. So you trade away Harrow. In my opinion, Harrow in the next few years could be a star in the making. I think he has a lot of high potential. I think he has a lot of confidence. But if you're looking to win a title right now, Harrow for Donovan Mitchell and a few picks, Harrow and a few picks for Donovan Mitchell, it's not a bad slide. Now, the downside for them is they're probably going to have to add in another player just because the salary is not going to work in their favor. And Harrow's still on a small deal right now. So it would likely probably be Harrow and Duncan Robinson, who has a big contract right now, who they have to continue to pitch. Third team, the New York Knicks. They're the favorite right now. They're the only team that has really pitched trade offers and talks with the Utah Jazz. They're looking for a leader on their team. It's obvious that you're not gonna be able to win a championship with just Julius Randle. Big surprise. Now, a lot of people have them pitching Randall in the deal. I don't think that that's smart simply because I think with just Donovan Mitchell as your sole star, I don't think that that gets you anywhere. I think that you need somebody to pair with Julius Randall, somebody who's more offensive minded like Donovan Mitchell. And again, New York has a lot of assets. They have RJ Barrett, great scorer. They have multiple picks that they could pitch. They had a bad draft night for a reason. They traded out of so many positions for a reason, to gather assets, to look to trade for stars with their assets. Now is the time. Could now be the time to go for Donovan Mitchell with all the assets that they built up. Right now, I don't see any better player that they could go after, unless they could possibly pitch to trade for Kevin Durant. And quite honestly, if if New York wants to hold any type of credibility, if they want to hold any type of fan interest in the future, they're going to have to pitch these assets because fans were not happy after draft night. It was awful. Team four, the Porn Trailblazers. Now, this might come to a surprise, but for me, it's not. They were just a few weeks ago in the midst of trying to pitch trade offers for Kevin Durant. So why not Donovan Mitchell? They compare an all-star backcourt with Lillard and Mitchell. They have Anthony Simons, who they could trade away, who is an all-star in the making, obviously. He's been having some great years. He's been developing very well. But that's the price that they're going to have to give up. I think Utah would like to have a player like Simons because that's a player that you can hopefully build around and turn him into a star. And think about it. If Portland trades for Donovan Mitchell, that would give you a team of Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Jeremy Grant, and and Yusuf Nurkic. There's not a lot of holes on that team. That would make them a competitive team in the Western Conference, which they need to be. Because like the Miami Heat, they're also running out of time with Damian Lillard. They need to pitch the fact that they can still win and get back to to at least the Western Conference Finals with Damian Lillard. And number five, in my opinion, this is kind of a throw a throw in the brooklyn nets obviously kevin durant is the main fish here he's the guy who you could possibly i could possibly see maybe a straight up switch donovan mitchell for kevin durant i know that seems lopsided but it could be enough value and if you were to trade kevin durant You could start over. You could give away Kyrie. You could start with Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell. Ben Simmons could be your playmaking defender. Donovan Mitchell is the guy who just gets you buckets. Or they could even trade Ben Simmons to Utah and create a big three of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Donovan Mitchell. That wouldn't be awful. They tried James Harden, so why not try Donovan Mitchell? And if Ben Simmons goes to Utah... He'd have his own team. Utah would be able to build around just Ben Simmons. We'd really get to see Ben Simmons in his own star position. It's not too out of the ordinary that Brooklyn could be a front runner to possibly land Donovan Mitchell. So with the five teams out of the way, let's take a look at trade packages that teams could pitch to possibly get Donovan Mitchell. So I'll start in San Antonio. The Spurs would get Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz would get Josh Primo, Jakob Pertle, Keldon Johnson, a 2023 first round pick and a 2024 top three protected first round pick. Now, obviously this seems like a lot, but when you really look at this deal, a lot of these guys are high risk, high reward players. Joshua Primo was a guy who was drafted a year or two ago wasn't a guy who was seen as a top prospect in the draft. Was a guy who was very raw and that you would have to develop. Jakob Purtle is a decent player in this league. He has shown to be a good center, cornerstone center. Could he possibly grow anymore? I don't know. And Keldon Johnson, raw athleticism with that guy. Great on the defensive end. Has shown great improvement on the offensive side of things. Two first round picks. To give the Jazz a little bit more insurance for possibly somebody like Primo and Portal, if they don't grow enough, it could possibly be a decent trade for the Jazz to make. It'd give them two potential developmental stars in Primo and Johnson. It gives you a decent cornerstone to begin to settle around like Portal, and it gives you insurance with two first-round picks. Now, moving on to the Heat. The Heat will receive Donovan Mitchell, and the Jazz would receive Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and two first-round picks, one in 2023, one in 2024. This is obvious. The Heat aren't contending, and they have no needs for these picks. It's likely that these picks are in the next two years, so these picks aren't going to hold a lot of value, because the Heat are obviously going to be in finals contention, especially if they get Donovan Mitchell. Tyler Harrow is a star in the making. He has a lot of potential, a lot of confidence. He's a guy that you could possibly begin to build the future of your franchise around Duncan Robinson, mostly for cap sense, just so that he could make it work. But it's still a great role player and has shown the ability to spread the floor. Absolutely. Now, New York, the next we get Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz would get RJ Barrett, Emmanuel quickly, and two 2023 first-round picks. The Knicks traded for these picks. They wanted these picks. They got these picks. They gave up a lot of assets, young rookie assets on draft night to get these picks. It's their time to pitch it. It's time to get their star. RJ Barrett for Donovan Mitchell, kind of a swap. Both guys are very talented, especially on the offensive end. RJ obviously still has a lot of room to grow, grow. He was a number three overall pick. That's a guy who you would expect to develop into an NBA star, or at least an all-star. Could be somebody that the Jazz look to build around. And Emmanuel Quickly, a guy who has improved every single year of his career, a guy who you might not look at as an all-star, but a guy who could grow to a veteran that you could possibly support someone with. Portland. They'd get Donovan Mitchell, and the Jazz would get Anthony Simons in a 2024 and 2026 first-round pick. Now, the issue with this is the Jazz would have to wait until October to do this deal because Simons just signed an extension. But Simons has incredible talent. He has incredible potential. He is a future all-star. He's a guy who so many teams in this league that are struggling right now could possibly build around. He has a lot of value. The downside with this is the draft picks wouldn't be very valuable because at this point, you have, like I said, you have Lillard, you have Mitchell, you have Grant, you have Yusuf Nurkic. Sorry for my stuttering. That's a talented team in the West. That's a team that's going to be rising in the standings. And in retrospect, the first round picks are going to get lower in value. So I don't know how much value this trade really holds with how talented Portland really could be. And finally, Brooklyn. The Nets would get Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gay, a 2023 first-rounder, and a 2025 first-rounder. And the Jazz get Kevin Durant. Now, that's a lot for Utah to give up. But that's the price tag of getting someone as talented as Kevin Durant. The issue is, I don't know if Kevin Durant is going to want to stay in Utah doesn't seem like something that he'd be very interested in especially because with just Kevin durant on the squad I don't know how talented that Utah team is really going to be it's an interesting squad with just Kevin Durant on the squad and it's likely that he's not very happy within the next few years especially if that team begins to go nowhere uh during the season in the playoffs or the Nets could get Donovan Mitchell and the jazz would get ben simmons in a 2023 first round pick. I don't think the nets would be able would be very hesitant to giving up any type of trade val, uh, draft value. They're contending. They want Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to win a title in Brooklyn. The issue is the nets could possibly No, sorry, not the nets. Utah could possibly want more. Because at this moment in time, Ben Simmons hasn't played in a year and a half, two years. They could be hesitant towards it. But again, the Nets are a throw in. They're definitely the fifth team on this list of teams that I have. So that's it for me. Um, Let me know what you guys think. Definitely let me know. Message me, like I said, on the Quarantine Instagram. Let me know what you think could be some possible landing spots for Donovan Mitchell. If you're on Spotify, if you're listening to Spotify, there's going to be a poll attached to this video. And I'm going to have five teams, the five teams that I've listed today, plus the Utah Jazz on it. Go ahead and let me know. Pick a team. What team do you think Donovan Mitchell could potentially be traded to? Thank you guys for tuning into this episode of Quarantine Podcast. This is episode 27. Thank you guys so much for your continued support, and I'll see you guys next time. Later.